Welcome to another exciting episode of the Chiefs Wire podcast. I'm Ed Easton Jr. On today's episode, in our Chiefs Wire roundtable, we break down the big victory over the Ravens on Monday night and expectations heading into Sunday's matchup with the Patriots. But first, as always, we start off with Chiefs Wire managing editor, Charles Goldman. Okay, Charles, what was your biggest takeaway from Monday night's victory over the Ravens? This team is exactly who they said they'd be coming into the season. They're not satisfied with 2019 and winning Super Bowl 54. They want to go back. They want to go back to the Super Bowl. They want to win Super Bowl 55. And if they have a bad game one week, even if they win the game, They're going to work hard in practice to correct those mistakes and come out better the next week. That's really what we saw in in week three against the Ravens. They had a tough game against the Los Angeles Chargers in week two, and everyone pointed to their struggles as some sort of sign that Kansas City wasn't a good football team or wasn't the team that they were when they won the Super Bowl. The truth is that That was just the push and the motivation that they needed to come in and have a dominant week three win over the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football. As for the Ravens, they hadn't been challenged yet this season. And I said that going into the game and everyone was kind of like, I don't know. I don't know about that. This is looking like the best team in football. But um I could see the the big win coming on Monday Night Football for, for Kansas City come from a mile away. So, um, really, this team is exactly who we thought they were. And uh, I think it, it just this win, it raises your level of excitement for the season because you know they're just going to keep upping the ante as things go on and move forward. Do you believe Patrick Mahomes is playing at a level better than his 2018 MVP season? I think he's definitely playing a more refined type of football in his fourth season as a professional and his third season as a starter. We're seeing him read defenses a little bit better. We're seeing him get the ball out a lot more quickly. We're seeing him make better decisions with the football overall. I mean, he's making the necessary plays to win football games. Whether it's taking a shot play or checking it down or picking up the yards on the ground with his legs. And I'm not really sure that you can call it a a better you know, a level better or better than his MVP season, quite yet at least. He's simply showing us that he's more nuanced as a quarterback than than he was in that first season as a starter. I think he can absolutely win the MVP, but he's got some tough competition this year. I mean, Russell Wilson is balling out early on this season. So he's going to have some tough competition, but if he keeps playing the way that he is, I mean, hey... Yeah, why Why not? Why can't he be the MVP? What are your thoughts on the progression of Juan Thornhill after his ACL injury? I think you're seeing exactly what you'd expect to see from a player that's coming off of an ACL injury, especially a player coming off an ACL injury without a preseason to kind of acclimate to the NFL game. Thornhill even said it himself on Wednesday basically said that Tyron Matthew told him that there's going to be times where he's so close, just so close to making a play, but he just misses it. 
And it's happening because he's just not quite where he used to be yet. Not, not physically and not mentally. So the trick with that is staying confident, keeping your mind right, and, and to keep grinding. Because eventually your body and your mind are going to click together and you're going to be right back where you were. And I think this past week we really saw that, that he's taking those steps in the right direction. I mean, he he made some some plays. He made some good tackles. He was confident out there in the secondary flying around. So I think he's he's on the cusp of kind of being that player that we used to know uh, that was so dominant back in his rookie season. Should the Chiefs be cautious with Chris Jones' groin injury heading into Sunday's game? I don't think that they'll need to be cautious. He practiced in a limited capacity on Wednesday. That tends to be a good sign early on in the week. And Andy Reid said he was going to test it out and see you know, how much he could do. Um, so if he's good to go, they're going to play him. If not, they'll probably be all right without him. Remember, he did tweak his groin during training camp. Missed a couple of practices uh, in training camp. But uh, I don't think this is severe. I think it's very minor. They protected Braxton Hoyt on the practice squad in the event that Jones can't go. But that's really not the sense that I'm getting, uh, especially early on in the week. Obviously, we'll monitor his, his practice status all week over on Chiefs Wire. So uh, just be sure to, to check on the website each day in the afternoon to find out how he did in practice. And as always, are there any particular stories from Chiefs Wire you would like to highlight from the past week? Check out our stories on the new Chiefs practice squad edition, Chad Williams. Uh, he's a receiver, a former third-round draft pick. I, I think this guy is someone that we'll see stick around past the 2020 season. He could be an important depth piece moving forward. Uh, now, we have plenty of great content recapping the Chiefs Week 3 win over the Baltimore Ravens. I really enjoyed penning the piece on uh, Mahomes and Reed targe- targeting Marcus Peters. Everybody knows Marcus Peters, obviously a former draft pick of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they really picked on him in this game, and uh, it was just a, a masterclass, not only in play design from Andy Reid, but Mahomes in knowing how to manipulate uh, Peters with his eyes. Uh, and then we had another piece about Eric Fisher and his touchdown grab and his reaction to it. That was just a whole lot of fun to, to write that. We got plenty of great stuff over on Chiefs Wire this week. Go ahead and check us out. As always, we appreciate you guys for tuning into the podcast and reading the website. Go Chiefs! For more information on this story and others, head over to ChiefsWire.com and we'll give you all the details you need on the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming up next, the Chiefs Wire Podcast Roundtable. Chiefs Wire Podcast, we are back. It is that time again. It is time for the Chiefs Wire Roundtable. Joined, as always, by Mitch Carney, Talent Graph. Guys, another win. How's it feel? Hey, it feels great. Yeah, there's nothing like a big-time win on primetime Monday night. Yeah, it was a great win. It was, a, you know, an awesome game to watch as a Chiefs fan. Uh, hopefully we can keep the momentum going and, uh, you know, take on the Patriots and uh, continue this winning streak. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you're going against, obviously, a Patriots team that's a lot different from what we've seen the last two seasons in terms of the matchups. But 
at the same time, there's still a dangerous team led by Bill Belichick. So there's going to be a lot of different schemes, a lot of different things set up to try to go after Mahomes in this situation. But with the way he's playing right now, and that's kind of like where I want to start, do you feel like this is the best football you've seen from Patrick Mahomes so far in his career? I know it's only been three games, but he's been, you know, I don't want to say perfect, but he's kind of been perfect. And uh, Talon, I'm going to start with you on this one. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't understate how he's playing right now. <clears throat> um, it is similar to how he started the 2018 season, though. I think it was kind of around the same thing. The only thing different is now that everybody knows what to expect from Patrick. Um, but, yeah, just to, to say that he is playing lights-out football, and other than Russell Wilson, I think he's playing the best football right now at the quarterback position. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think he's strong. Uh, I think – has it been nine touchdown passes in the first three weeks? And then he also hasn't thrown an interception yet. I mean, he's just been, you know, deadly, uh, you know, maybe not taking the, you know, those big plays like we're used to in the last couple seasons, but he's just been so precise, and, you know, just making the right decision, just taking what the defense gives him, you know. And besides the first half of the, uh, of the Chargers game, he's just been locked in and just playing some really great football. Yeah, and that was the biggest thing that stuck out to me is the way he's able to read defenses. And and you notice how he's not really waiting too much in the pocket. He's either going to get rid of it quick or he knows to tuck it and run. All his scrambles seem to be very coordinated. He's not just doing it just to do it. I, I feel like he has a better feel for the offense, even more than he did in 2018, which is a little bizarre to think that. And um, it just shows on the field. The guy, you go against a, a tough Baltimore Ravens defense, and the way he, he pretty much handled them throughout most of the game is, is a sign of the growth with him at the position. But uh, just to even go right into that Ravens game, to quickly recap, what was your biggest takeaway or biggest surprise from the win? And, Mitch, I'm going to start with you on this one. Yeah, I mean, I know it's still early in the season, and, you know, both of these teams are going to change by the time the playoffs get here. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be two different teams by the time the playoffs start. But I think as of right now, the Chiefs showed that they are clearly the better team, uh, especially if they get an early lead. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what it is. I do think Baltimore is still the number two team in the AFC, but the Chiefs just play Baltimore so well. Uh, and right now, like, the Ravens have a lot of work to do if they want to catch up to the Chiefs, and uh, Chiefs fans should be feeling, like, really comfortable with how the Chiefs are playing, and, you know, if we can, you know, just get to the playoffs, you know, and get that first bye, uh, we should be the favorites to win the AFC. Yeah, definitely. I think right now the Chiefs are – they look they look the part anyway, but they look like the most complete NFL team right now, uh, and I'm not really sure who you could even throw up there right next to them. Um, but yeah, watching the Ravens game, seeing the defense, how they stepped up from week two to week three, just in terms of tackling and, and fundamentals and, and uh, playing with a little bit of swag, it was, it was like uh, night and day, in, in my opinion, just seeing how they struggled against the Chargers and wrapping up and, and taking guys to the ground. And, and with the rushing offense that the Ravens possess, it's like, oh, this could be a long night. But no, they, they wrapped up. They took down guys. They even got to Mahomes. Or I'm sorry. They got to Jackson four times and uh, for sacks. So it was uh, very, very refreshing to see this defense step up the way they did against a really potent Ravens offense. Yeah, and to add on to that, uh, sorry, but it seems like the Chiefs also could have even played even better. Like as good as as good as they played against the Ravens, like we still didn't have Breland. Travis Ward was playing with one hand. Um, I mean, there's just a couple other things that like we could have done better on defense still. So like we could have played even better. Uh, so it's going to be like really exciting what this team looks for, what, what this team looks like in a couple weeks. 
All right, definitely will. And obviously we're going to see a quick turnaround. You, you go against the New England Patriots. Now, this is a different Patriots team. They're not the Tom Brady-led team. They're not the, the, the regular system offense. You have a Cam Newton-led bunch. I just want to get your early, your early indication of this team after watching some of their games. Obviously, they have winning against the Raiders most recently. How do you feel about this Patriots team under Cam Newton and Talon? I'm going to start with you on this. Yeah, so it's essentially uh, – you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but it's essentially the same team just with a, a different style of quarterback. They still prefer to run the ball first. They still uh, utilize their offensive line to, to set up the pass. All they have now is Cam Newton, who's essentially an extra runner. Uh, you know, Tom Brady wasn't going to run the ball at all. So now they just, have, they just have more weapons as a running offense instead of a, a passing quarterback in a running offense. So I think Cam Newton's actually a really good fit for this offense. And, um, you know, he hadn't been great in the passing game, but he hadn't had to. Um, you know, he's been a really good rusher. He's leading – he was last week. I'm, he's probably not now, but he was leading the league in rushing touchdowns. He had four. Uh, he's a leading rusher for the Patriots. And with that backfield that they have with Michelle and um, uh, Rex Burkhead and even the, the rookie J.J. Taylor who got some carries last week, um, you know, it's a scary good running team, but they're a better passing team than the Ravens are. So I do, I do think it's, it's more of a well-rounded offense. But, yeah, Cam Newton is definitely in his niche right now with the Patriots. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Patriots have done their job so far this season. I mean, like, there's a lot of people that were kind of down on the Patriots. They think they were going to, you know, compete for the uh, to win the AFC East, but they've done really well this season. They beat the the Dolphins and the Raiders, which are two teams that they're supposed to beat. And then they also were right in it with the Seahawks. It came down to the very last play. So, I mean, they've played some really good football this year. I think they surprised some people. Uh, but you know, uh, Cam Newton is a great, is a really good quarterback. Bill Belichick is an even better coach. So this is definitely going to be a game that, you know, the Chiefs have circled and, you know, it's going to be a game. I don't think, uh, I think people are going to be surprised with how well the Patriots play the Chiefs this Sunday. Yeah, it's going to, but it's going to take on a different feel. Like I said, not having Tom Brady there, you're not going to have the, you know, passing of the torch stuff that they always used to like to bring up between Brady and Mahomes, but you're going to have two of the best probably two of the best coaches of all time in, uh, in football history, I should say, uh, with Belichick and Andy Reid. Who do you feel like has the upper hand when it comes to those two matching up against each other with the way Andy Reid puts together his offenses and obviously Belichick being the defensive specialist that he is? Who do you feel like has the advantage with the personnel that they currently have? And Mitch, I'm going to start off with you. Uh, I mean, offensively, I got to go with Andy Reid. I mean, like just on the coaching styles, uh, we're not like just the, the weapons they have just because Andy Reid has weapons like all over the field. He's got Travis Kelsey, got all the receivers. He's got a couple running backs. He got, you know, and he's obviously got the better quarterback. Uh, you know, the Patriots do have some pretty good players on de- on defense, especially in the secondary uh, with uh, Jason and Devin McCourtney and Steph- Stephon Gilmore. But uh, we've seen uh, in the last couple games that the Chiefs have played the Patriots that the Chiefs can score. So uh, I expect the Chiefs to be able to be able to score again against the Patriots. Um, it's just going to be in a matter of fact if they're going to be able to slow down the uh, the uh, the Patriots offense. But I'm going to go if I had to pick between the two, I think the Andy Reid's offense is gonna, definitely going to be uh, Bill Belichick's defense. Yeah, I mean, I may have to agree. <clears throat> Andy Reid is just is on top of his game right now. He's never had this array of talent for an offense and just the the way he and Bienemy come up with plays and the designs and and the way they catch uh defenses off guard man it's 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 really tough to even slow them down I think the Chargers game proved that the way to do that 
is an effective four-man rush, and then you can drop back everybody else. <clears throat> you know, we find a one-on-one -on -one matchup, and they're going to expose it. You know, that, that's exactly what happened against the Ravens. They blitzed way too often. Martindale loves to blitz. Uh, so the Chiefs and the offense really took advantage of that. The, the Patriots blitzed a little bit, and uh, they do not have a, you know, a very solid – front four rushing attack. So I do think that Reed and his offense are, is going to take care of business against uh, Belichick and the defense. And Belichick's one of the best to ever do it uh, in terms of head coaching, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So I do think it's going to be an interesting chess match just to see what Belichick comes up with to try to slow down Mahomes in the offense. But no, I got to give the, the edge to, to Reed, especially with the opt-outs that the Patriots have had and they're not playing with a full go. They do have the best cornerback in the game. Uh, they have a good secondary. So that'll be interesting to see how they match up with the Chiefs receivers. Um, but no, I got to give the edge to Reed. He, the, too, many, too many weapons and he's just so um, uh, – he, he's, he's not even calling plays, but the, his play design is, is, uh, is unmatched. Belichick is notoriously known for taking away a team's like best weapons whenever he has the opportunity to. And then you obviously look at the way the Chiefs offense is set up. There are so many people that can be a weapon. Uh, we saw a guy step up this past week with McCole Hardman being more of a featured option in the offense this week as we, we, we pretty much were preaching the uh, first two weeks already. Uh, we can see probably more of him. Uh, Tariq Hill still is that home run threat. You know, we probably could expect another – uh, another home run type of play for him as well. Um, I feel like a guy like Travis Kelsey may take a step back going against this uh, Patriots defense. And I kind of want you guys' opinion on this because I just feel like a tight end and the way Belichick coaches his defense, they will make more of a concerted effort to try to stop any type of um, any type of plays to Kelsey that he usually makes against other teams. I don't know if you guys agree. And uh, Talon, we'll start with you on that. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think Belichick is very good at, at – at utilizing his defense to stop the most dangerous players. And Kelsey has, has definitely been uh, the most consistent offensive player for the Chiefs this season. So I do think they're going to uh, really focus on shutting him down. When you look at how they stopped Darren Waller last week for the Raiders, who had a really good game against the Saints, um, and it's probably one of the, you know, one of the better tight ends in the league right now, <clears throat> he, he was pretty much ineffective against the Patriots. So I definitely think if, if they take Kelsey away, there's going to be other guys that step up. But we saw it, man. I mean, Anthony, they found a way to get Anthony Sherman in, in the stat sheet. They, they got Eric Fisher a, a, a receiving touchdown. So I don't think there's any lack of talent or lack of depth um, in, in terms of offensive playmakers that the Chiefs can find. And they're going to they're gonna find someone to, to, you know, close that gap from if, if uh, Kelsey is, you know, rendered somewhat ineffective. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, Kelsey's always that, that player that always seems like he's just wide open in the middle of the field. doesn't matter what it is. He always just finds the soft, pot, soft spot in the zone and gets, you know, a 10-yard pickup every, you know, couple of plays. But, you know, Belichick being a, a, def a great defensive mind, I can probably see him taking away taking away Kelsey. But I think it's going to be up to some of the other players like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, like, there's not a lot of film on him still. So I can really see Andy Reid making him, like, that consistent player that they throw to while keeping McCall Hardman and Sammy Watkins and Tyree kill those home run players. I can maybe see uh, the Chiefs definitely going a little bit more with the uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the passing game. No, definitely. And, it, it, I'm, you know, I'm sorry I didn't even bring this up to uh, start the show. Can we actually just take a step back and look at the whole Eric Fisher uh, touchdown call? How did, did anybody ever see that coming in the uh, Biennemi uh, Reed offense? And I just want a quick comment on that. I'll mention, I'm going to come right back with you. What are your thoughts on that, the whole Eric Fisher call from the Monday night game? 
Yeah, it was crazy. It was probably my favorite play of the night. Um, you know, funny. The funny thing about it is, like, I was actually like talking to a friend during that play, and I actually wasn't watching the TV, and I just looked over and I just see Eric Fisher with the ball in the end zone, and I just I thought somebody maybe like fumbled it and he picked it up, and then everybody was screaming around me that he actually just caught a touchdown pass, and I was just like shocked and then watching the replay. It was just such a good catch by him, actually just jumping up there and getting it. Um, super impressive. Uh, I mean, it's always a great day whenever a big man gets a gets a touchdown. So, yeah, it's it's always fun to see those linemen get in the end zone. They 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 relish that stuff. Those bright spots in the stat sheet they get. Um, no, man, I don't think I don't think there's any play that BNME or Reed can come up with at this point that's gonna really be like oh, like that was absolutely surprising. Like nothing can surprise us now. There's just absolutely nothing. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tommy Townsend catch a touchdown pass. It's just there's they're going to come up with something every single week uh, that they're going to have in their back pocket, and if it's a you know big lead or they see the perfect opportunity, they're going to spring it on the, the opponent. And I just it's it's awesome. It was an awesome play call, uh, awesome setup, and it was it was really well uh, executed. It was too good, and it was a it was a perfect surprise that I don't think anybody in the world would have would have predicted. So. Uh, you got to love those type of plays and we should expect some more, uh, some more on both sides because Belichick is known for those random plays as well uh, to see how these, te- these two teams match up. But uh, speaking of matchups, how about the matchup we're talking on the outside? Could we see Tariq Hill and uh, Gilmore matched up most of the game? And if so, who do you think wins that matchup? Talon, we'll come back to you on this one. Yeah, I mean, it's bound to happen when you have a, a talent like Gilmore who is, uh, you know, one of the best at the position right now, you have to lock him up at some point, if not most of the game, with the best receiver, and that's Tyreek Hill. So, yeah, I think that is going to be a solid matchup, and I think it's going to be back and forth. I mean, there's going to be uh, – it's uh, kind of in- in- inevitable to see Gilmore knock a pass or two away. He's just too good. You're not going to beat him every single time. But I do think Tyreek Hill has uh, the speed to get over the top of him, and if there's a safety play, which is probably the biggest weakness – uh, on the Patriots secondary is, is there's if, if there's a safety out of position or if he bites on a play fake or something like that, then I think Tyree Kill can blow the top off and he can definitely outrun Gilmore. But in terms of just coverage one-on-one, it's going to be a back-and-forth battle. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, I actually think that throughout most of the game, we actually see Gilmore lock down Tyree Kill for the most part. But it only takes one play for Tyree Kill to get a 60-yard pass and score a touchdown. So, I mean uh, – I think Gilmore's going to do a good job slowing down Tyreek, but I think Tyreek, uh, by the end of the day, is going to have like that one big play like he always has, and you know it's going to look like he had a really good day. But uh, Tyreek Hill's just so good, and if he just gets over the top of everybody, it's game over. Yeah, it's going to definitely be a matchup to watch for sure, and uh, just to see how these two teams kind of play a little chess match back and forth against each other. So I, I just want to get into uh, just even a little deeper into this matchup. When you talk about the history between the Chiefs and the Patriots now meeting once again, do you feel like this is a rivalry at this point or we kind of just made a big deal out of it because Tom Brady being there or even without Tom Brady, this is still a rivalry between the uh, Chiefs and Patriots. And uh, Talon, I'm going to start with you. Oh, it's 100% a rivalry. They've met plenty of times. Um, and, you know, they're two AFL original franchises so I think just the history behind it um you know goes back so far they they're they almost have to be one of the better rivalries in the AFC outside of the AFC West for the Chiefs and and Tom Brady just made that even better uh now that he's gone I I do 
still think it's a it's a really good rivalry. They're two really good teams. They're they're well coached. Uh, two respected owners in the league. Uh, the front offices are are you know two of the best around. So I do think just there's too many things that you can list off to say. Yeah, it's not really a rivalry now that Brady's gone. I think it's still a rivalry. Uh, Patriots are still the favorite in the East. Chiefs are still the favorite in the West. Uh, and, and this is going to be a good showdown. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely still a rivalry. I mean, the Chiefs are trying to catch the Patriots right now in Super Bowl rings. So every time these two player, these two teams meet, they're going to be talking about that. They're going to be talking about if Andy Reid can win a couple more Super Bowls and catch up, catch up to Bill Belichick. So um, it's definitely still a rivalry, and people are still going to be a great game. Um, you know, I think you know for the next couple seasons, as long as Bill Belichick stays coaching and the Patriots can stay uh, can stay competitive. Uh, people are always going to talk about these two teams playing each other, and it's always going to be a game to circle on the calendar. I definitely agree. I mean, it just it doesn't matter, I guess, who the personnel is. When you have the history, you know, going back to uh, back in the day, if you're really taking it that that far, there is so many. There's so many different names. There's still so many different faces that have come through this rivalry that it still will hold up for years to come. And uh, just heading into this matchup. Obviously, I, I got to keep bringing up that, the fact that there are no fans. It kind of takes away the, uh, uh, you know, the little extra added bonus to the game, even though we're, we're still expecting a big game. And we did get a good game on Monday, minus the fans as well. Playing this game, what do you feel like um, will be the biggest, uh, how can I say, is the biggest takeaway after this game is over? And this is just us predicting right now. And Mitch, I'm going to start with you on this. Could you say that one more time? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like the biggest takeaway from this game, like your prediction. Oh yeah. So I just think the Chiefs need to come out and win this game. Like uh, they have like getting a really big win against the Ravens was huge and all that, but it's if they can beat like these teams that they're supposed to beat. And I would say the Patriots are a team that like we're supposed to be like, there's like a lot of times where I feel like the Chiefs play to their level, like just like including that Chargers game, like we played to the Chargers level and we, and we let them stick around and, you know, Luckily, we were able to come back and win that game. So, But, um, you know, this is a really good, well-coached Patriots team. And if we let them get a lead, I don't know if we'll be able to come back. Uh, so we just need to be able to be come, out, come out with a hot start, and, you know, make sure our heads aren't too, too, aren't too big and that we just stay focused. So if we can come out with a win, it will like, show that, like, this Chiefs team is focused on just winning the Super Bowl like nothing else matters. It's not about just beating the Ravens in week three. It's about winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is – the Patriots have owned the AFC for so long, and now it's it, it seems to be shifting. Uh, it, it's the Chiefs' uh, conference to really lose, and they proved that against the Ravens. Everybody, including myself, thought the Ravens were going to really kind of give them the best shot that, that, that the Chiefs have ever had, and that's, that's not the case. Uh, so I do expect this to be really just a, a shift in the you know power of the AFC. Uh, and interestingly enough, this is the first time that Cam Newton and Patrick Mahomes have faced off. So that's going to be, I'm sure a talking point during the broadcast. And that'll be an interesting, you know, to see these two battle out and see how they interact with each other. Cause they're both very well respected. They're both uh, former NFL MVPs. They both reached the super bowl. Um, so, but you don't hear uh, people talk about these two a lot in the same vein. So I think it's going to be interesting to see those two and how they really kind of battle it out. It will definitely be interesting. And uh, just staying on that, that whole note with Cam Newton and Patrick Mahomes, um, Cam Newton for, for so many seasons, known for being such a great scrambling quarterback. Uh, he's doing a lot of running, obviously, this season already. 
when you see Patrick Mahomes and the way his game continues to evolve, do you see him continuing to, to just do more like scramble plays to add more running into his repertoire? Cause we we've seen it now for the first three weeks where he's looked to run whenever possible. Is this going to be a consistent thing for the rest of his career? And once again, this is just another prediction. Talon, what is, what is your thought? No, I think he's just going to run if the uh, opportunity presents itself. I don't think he's ever looking to run. Uh, and then Cam Newton, all of it, not all, but most of his running plays are design running plays, especially now with that offense. But uh, no, I think Mahomes is just taking advantage of what the defense has given him. And, and the fact that, you know, guys maybe cover downfield, there's linebackers that are, you know, getting out of their zone and chasing backs out of the field and it just opens up the field. Some of Holmes takes off and goes gets first down. Uh, but I don't think he's ever really looking to run. I think he just takes advantage of what the, the defense is doing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is athletic enough to where if they wanted to do that, you know, make, uh, make a, a game plan centered around him running the ball, they could do it. But, you know, when you pay your quarterback $500 million, you don't really want him running the ball just in the, the chance that he can get hurt. Because, you know, whenever he takes off, you know, the, you know, the defense is allowed to hit him, you know. They're allowed to hit him, you know, just like any other player. So it's, uh, it's definitely scary whenever he gets hit. So uh, I'm kind of glad that he only does it whenever, whenever it's needed and, you know, he runs out of bounds or slides or something like that. I don't really want him running around like, like we see Lamar Jackson do. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the evolution of the quarterback position. You know, you kind of have to, to have that as a part of your um, offense. But, uh, you know, once again, Mahomes is Mahomes. He kind of just changes the way the position works anyway. So um, I, I definitely understand both points there. Um, I actually personally would like to see him see more plays with him running. I understand that he had the injury last year, but I feel like he's such an effective runner. He's such a smart guy once he's scrambling that he is able to pick up more yardage. I'd rather see him do that a little bit more. Yes, there's a risk of injury, but I just feel like there's so there's so much of a reward there if you're able to get, you know, big chunks of yards instead of just wasting a, a down just trying to throw the ball away. That's just my opinion on the matter. But uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts really quick. And we had brought this up, I believe, last week as a topic. What is your, your wild card heading into this game? Which player on the Chiefs you feel like is the wild card heading – um, heading into this game, and uh, Mitch, I want to start with you on this. Who is your wild card? Um, yeah, I, I mentioned him earlier. I'm going to go to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I just feel like we haven't seen a lot from him yet, especially in the passing game. Um, you know, we saw what he could do week one against the Texans on the ground. Um, we saw some flashes against the Chargers and even against uh, against the Ravens, what he could do in the passing game. But I just think uh, with how good the Patriots defense has, like you know, has been and continues to be. Um, you know, I think they're going to kind of, you know, catch Mahomes off guard and this would be a great game to, uh, break out some of those Clyde Edwards Hilaire plays, uh, you know, you know, that we've, that we've heard about him being out, you know, out kind of like a wide receiver. So, um, you know, I could see him kind of having a big game, especially in the past game and, you know, surprising some people. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Nick Kaiser again. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, I think I think it's got to be Frank Clark, especially if Chris Jones isn't able to go. I don't know he's dealing with a groin injury that happened late in the game against the Ravens. Um, so if Jones isn't there, man, that Frank Clark has got to be the guy. He hadn't really stepped up too much. He hadn't really had to with Jones the way he's been playing. Uh, I know Jones kind of struggled against the Chargers, 
a little bit. But I, I want to see Frank Clark do something here, especially with the, the running game and the ability of Cam Newton to, to break tackles in the pocket. He's just such a strong guy. Frank Clark has to be on top of his game. Frank Clark has to step up, and he has to be a factor in this game for the Chiefs to, to really win in a comfortable fashion. Okay, I could, I could definitely see that. You know what? I'm, I'm going to throw a real wild card out there, and I feel like this is a guy that has to redeem himself. He didn't have the uh, best outing the last game, but I'm going to give Darwin Thompson a shot here. I just feel like he's a guy that you can see Andy Reid really wants to find a way to utilize. He's been trying him a lot on short yardage plays. Um, he had the fumble this past Monday, which kind of uh, sealed the rest of his day. I just feel like he's a guy that, if he's right, could be an extra weapon that they need alongside Alaire. When Alaire's out of the game, I should say. Darwin Thompson's a guy they've been waiting for to do something. It's his second year. I just really hope this is the game where he could sneak up and, and become a problem for the Patriots. Man, so. I, I absolutely love that you said that. He was actually – I was thinking about saying him because <laughs> uh, I've, I've been on the Thompson train for, for a while now. But, no, I, I, so I definitely agree with that. I would love to see Darwin Thompson have a bounce back week. So I love that pick. I mean, he's due. You know, I, I think it's fair to say he's due to have a big game. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But now we're down to the part where, Talon, you were the only one that was against the Chiefs last week. You went with the Ravens. Yes, I did. Okay. You know, I, I had to get right to it, man. I, you know, I was like pulling up a Band-Aid. I had exactly. To... I knew it was coming up. It had to. It had to come up. Well, now this week. You got the Patriots. How are you feeling a little different? And uh, what is your uh, final score? Yeah, man, I'm feeling a lot different. The, the Ravens team just came out what, much flatter than I really thought they were going to. But, uh, no, anyway, <clears throat> so for the Patriots game, I think it's going to be not really a challenge for the Chiefs. I think the defense for the Patriots is good, but they're not good enough to, to really slow down the, the Chiefs offense. They're going to kind of do what they want to do. So um, the main thing is going to be stopping Cam Newton. And, and if we get ahead, again, it's going to kind of, you know, force a game in the air for the Patriots. So I think the Chiefs need to get ahead, get on the board quick and early. Uh, and I can see this being a, a blowout toward the end. So I'm going to go ahead and say Chiefs 37, uh, Ravens 21. I'm sorry, Patriots 21. All right. Yeah, um, I'm definitely a little different. I do actually think the Patriots defense is going to get to the Chiefs offense a little bit. I think Bill Belichick is uh, too good of a coach to uh, let the uh, Chiefs offense just do whatever they want. Um, I do think he's going to be able to scheme up some things just to slow down Patrick just a little bit. But I still have the Chiefs winning in a close one, 24 to 20. Um, you know, the Chiefs offense is going to be, you know, still good, good enough, but um, it's going to take some extra creativity from Andy Reid more than what we saw against the Ravens. Uh, for the Chiefs to win this game. Uh, and I still think Cam Newton is still a really great quarterback. And with the type of offense they play, uh, I could give Chiefs some trouble. So I do think it's going to be a close game, but I got the Chiefs winning 24 to 20. Okay, 24 to 20, keeping it close. You know what? I, I just feel like the, the Patriots are still a good team. Cam Newton is, you know, he's not MVP level Cam Newton, but he is good enough to, to not only be a starter, but be a very good starter in this league. And Belichick's still Belichick. So I think it's going to be close, and I think this is another game we're going to head into overtime. So I'm going to give it to the Chiefs, another Butker field goal, get it done, 35-32. That's my score. Nice. <laughs> so 
I think it's going to be close. You know, it's just it's Belichick. I just can't see them running up the score on on the on a Belichick defense, no matter what type of team he has. It just you just don't see it happening. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, if I mean uh, if Belichick can get uh, you know force Mahomes to throw his first interception of the season, uh, I mean, there's a lot you know, and with the type of offense they run, where it's just a lot of power run and you know a lot of time and possession stuff, they could you know potentially you know make this a trap game for the Chiefs and steal a win from him. But uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully the Chiefs come out, you know, play their best football. But, uh, you know, Belichick is a good enough coach that where he could cause some problems for the Chiefs offense. No, and I, I totally see where you guys are coming from. Belichick, is, it's hard to bet against him, and it's hard to imagine him getting blown out. But, uh, you know, I look, they, they put up 21 points on a Dolphins team. Uh, they put up 36 on a Raiders defense. That's pretty good. Um, but, they, you know, they, they allowed 20 from a really non-dynamic offense. But, and then you look at Seattle – it was a 35-30 game. They were able to put up points, but Seattle's defense is, has been garbage so far. Uh, and Russell Wilson is playing the best football of his entire career uh, with those offenses, offensive receivers. So I think that <clears throat> the Chiefs are going to kind of expose the Patriots. I think they're a little overhyped. I do think they're good. I think they win the division, but I do think they're a little overhyped, and I think the Chiefs are going to take advantage of that. Well, we definitely shall see this weekend. It's going to be a fun matchup. Gonna have the Chiefs, gonna have the Patriots. We'll all be watching, and uh, hopefully, Talon get back on the winning side, man. You know, you don't only want to took a loss so far, so let's we gotta get you back. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Until next week, for hey, Mitch Cardi. Hey, yeah. Real quick though, real quick. Shout out to to Patrick and Brittany. They just announced that they're having a baby, so big shout yes. out to them. Congratulations to the to the new Mahomey. Oh yeah, the new Mahomey. Definitely happy for them. Yeah, you know. Queen and King of Kansas City, definitely there. Now they're going to be bringing in the Prince. Definitely, man. It's a heck of – you know, for a year has been really bad for 95% of the world. Pretty good 5% right there with Patrick Mahomes, man. He's having a pretty good time, don't you think? Yeah, he's kind of oh, living yeah. the best life right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, so definitely um, hats off to them. Congratulations to them. I don't think they're going to name the baby Pat. I heard that's a big deal. You can't say uh, – I don't know if you guys heard that. His mom. Uh, yeah, I saw the tweet come across the, the broadcast. Yeah. yeah, his mom does not want uh, ESPN uh, reporters calling him Pat. He only wants to be called Patrick. <laughs> so keep that in mind, okay? Well, that's what. That's the thing. It's noted. It's noted. Trust me. I don't want to do anything to, to make number fifteen or, or Mama fifteen mad. There you go. That's what I'm saying. So I just know, keep it in my mind, Patrick at all times. It's always Patrick. There you go. <laughs> all right, guys. Until next week, this has been the Roundtable. For everyone at Chiefs Wire, we'd like to thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Make sure to follow us on social media at Chiefs Wire for more information. I'm Ed Easton Jr. Check us out next time.